Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Take a look and you'll see A world so full of confusion You know Hashem did to guide you when you smile We hope for that day Our belief in our survival Look around and you'll see 
ovinu ovorachamon hamerachim rachim olenu v'sim beli beinu lehovinu leyaskin lishmoya lilmoi
J.M. and the A.M. It's a uh, brand new one from Sandy Shmueli. Sandy and his wife were honored last night by their shul. And I was sent a video of uh, a portion of his performance from last night, which was really heartwarming. It was really beautiful. And mazal tov to Edith and uh, Sandy Shmueli from all of us here at J.M. and the A.M. That's Hanna Shamatso Eket, brand new. From Sandy. Yaakov Shweki, the brand new one that's uh, done in memory of Roy Mayer's Lotowitz, Vahair Inenu, Mishanichnas Adar from Yisrael Sosna, Yoni Z's Purim selection. It's also brand new. Modani, done by DJ Kraz and Ben C. Marcus. It's also brand new. Gishmak to be a Yid before that. Moirai Rabach, Shia Burko, with that uh, most recent selection. Mayor Sherman's Masacha Hashem, our Monday morning theme song. And of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Monday on this 27th day of February, day number six in the month of Adar. The year is 5783, Tufshin Pei Gimel. Hope your uh, weekend, your Shabbos were both wonderful. And welcome back to a Monday here at JMAM. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. We are test driving the brand new rebuilt Manhattan studio this morning. No joke. We're actually in here for the first JMAM broadcast. One year later, well, almost a year, uh, 11 months later, after we were displaced and from our New York City, Manhattan studio, and uh, to everybody who had a role in this rebuild, including you, our wonderful listeners and supporters, I say thank you. Obviously, we're calling this a soft opening. Our big dedication will be happening a few weeks from now. Uh, But if, uh, if things sound a bit different than they have over the last few months where we've been mainly in our Teenex studio, uh, then let us know. And if they sound the same and great and wonderful, you can let us know that as well. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Malcolm Single Network app for Android and iPhone. And as we like to say, comment away. There's a company in Israel called Route 38 that helps businesses that are employing Americans who are living in or taking a long break and uh, temporarily living in Israel. Uh, we'll explain all of that in hour number two this morning here at JMN. That can be very helpful to people out there who are employing people who are commuters, uh, going back and forth from the United States to Israel and vice versa. We'll explain all of that. Well, I won't explain it because I don't understand it, but <laughs> the people who are our guests will explain exactly how their services work. And we'll have that for you later on this morning here at JM in the AM. Also, the... Um, uh, schedule for the week has uh, a couple of very, very interesting and fascinating interviews, including this coming Wednesday when Rabbi Nussin Sherman is going to join us to talk about the brand new biography of Kanievsky. It has been a long time since Rabbi Sherman, general editor at Art Scroll, has been with us on the air. We get an opportunity to explore a whole bunch of topics with him, including that brand new book this coming Wednesday right here at JM in the AM. A brand new Yaakov Young is next. Thanks for tuning in to a Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. <laughs> Leave an echo with the bottom.
what's the problem? <laughs> you seem nice. I don't understand what you're saying, though. You said it, you're saying it in English? But yeah. I'm, no. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Like fuck. I am a lit fuck. No, Why don't you try singing my Sing it. Try singing my This is not part of the song.
JM in the AM, Misha Amar, done by Joey Newcomb. Oh, there we go. I'm just curious how much uh, <laughs> how much of a gap he has toward the end of that song. Misha Amar, uh, a recent one from Joey Newcomb. Aaron Razel with Abba. You heard me, Aish, done by Aryeh Kunstler and the Stamen family with the Aish Kodesh Nigun off of that brand new album that Jeremy uh, introduced us last week. Some amazing music there. Yaakov Young had Vishinantam. That's brand new. And you're listening to a JMN broadcast at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world of web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network. And of course, on the beloved NSN app. I want to give a big shout out to our friends at A&H. Those of you who have not yet tried the Abels and Hyman Knockwurst, I am again going to make this very, very strong recommendation. Uh, go get yourselves a package of A&H Knockwurst. If you're a hot dog fan, you will absolutely love these. Uh, <laughs> boil them up, toss them into a hot dog bun, put a little bit of relish, and maybe some barbecue sauce. I made that move last last week on that hot dog and enjoy an incredible item from A&H. A&H, of course, offers you a 10% discount with promo code RADIO uh, at, um, at kosherdogs.net. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. Simple as that. It is the sixth day in the month of Adar as we get closer and closer to the holiday of Purim. Believe it or not, one week from tonight, the holiday of Purim begins, and we will continue with all of our uh, great comedy segments and more, of course, coming up here at JM in the AM. On Wednesday morning this week, Rabbi Nussan Sherman, a rare opportunity to speak with the general editor at Art Scroll. The brand-new book about Rabbi Kanievsky is out. We'll talk about that biography, but... We'll also be able to explore some other topics as well, all happening this coming Wednesday in the uh, third hour at JM in the AM. Galitzal in the background, Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday follows next. Galitzal going through its own promos about what's upcoming. How do you like that? Special shout out to uh, Alon Shvut Israel, where we've got listeners who are tuned in at the moment, and I thank them very, very much. Nice to be a global entity and be able to recognize those who are hearing our broadcast clearly thousands of miles away. Pretty cool, no? Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. We say Boker Toe from JM and גלי צהל מירושלים השעה שתיים, שלום רב, באולפן רן יבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. הלווייתם של הלל ויגל יניב שנרצחו אתמול בפיגוע סמוך לחווארה צפויה להתחיל בשעה זו בחלקה הצבאית בהר הרצל בירושלים. אסתר, אימם של הלל ויגל, שוחחה בצהריים עם עיתונאים סמוך לביתה ביישוב הר ברכה. אין לנו מילים, לא דמיינתי מעמד כזה. במקום להוביל ילדים לחופה, שניים אנחנו צריכים לקבור. רק מקווה שתהיה אחדות. שלחתי ילד אחד לצבא להיות מפקד, והילד השני היה בדרך. אנחנו אוהבים את המדינה, אנחנו אוהבים את הצבא. והשר לביטחון לאומי בן גביר התייחס לפני שעה קלה, אחרי כ-15 שעות לפרעות של מתנחלים אמש בחווארה, ואמר, אסור לקחת את החוק לידיים. אני מבין. את התחושות הקשות, אבל לא זו הדרך, אנחנו לא לוקחים את החוק לידיים. ממשלת ישראל, מדינת ישראל, צה"ל, כוחות הביטחון, הם אלה שצריכים לקטוש את האויבים שלנו. מדבריהם מביא כתבנו שחר גליק. 
וחבר הכנסת צביקה פוגל מעוצמה יהודית שאמר הבוקר בגלי צה"ל כי בעקבות הפרעות הושגה הרתעה שלא הייתה מאז חומת מגן וכי הוא רואה את התוצאה בעין יפה מאוד ניסה לחזור בה מדבריו וכתב בטוויטר דבריי סולפו אמרתי שהמדינה היא זו שצריכה לפעול להרתעת הטרוריסטים בשום אופן לא האזרחים אסור להגיע למצב שאזרחים לוקחים את החוק לידיים ארבעה תלמידים מתיכון בבית שאן נעצרו בחשד ששרפו את רכבו של מנהל המוסד כי לא יצאו לטיול השנתי, מדווח כתבנו בצפון הדר גיציס. מחקירת המשטרה שנפתחה אתמול עולה כי רכבו של מנהל בית הספר בבית שאן הוצת בידי תלמידים שזעמו על ההחלטה כי לא יצאו לטיול השנתי. ארבעה נעצרו והובאו לחקירה, ובהתאם להתפתחויות יוחלט בהמשך האם לבקש להאריך את מעצרם. יושב ראש הרשות לתחבורה ציבורית רון שדמי הודיע שיפרוש מתפקידו בחודשים הקרובים. הוא מונה בתקופת השרה הקודמת מיכאלי לאחר שנים ארוכות שעבד ברשות ונחשב לאיש מקצוע מוערך. שדמי עזב את תפקידו ככל הנראה ברקע חילוקי דעות עם השרה רגב בנוגע לרפורמה החדשה במחירי התחבורה הציבורית. כתבתנו לעניין התחבורה הילי קרן מזכירה כי יושב ראש רשות, רשות שדות התעופה חגי טופולנסקי שמונה גם הוא על ידי מיכאלי הודיע על התבטחותו בשבוע שעבר. מזג האוויר, עלייה ניכרת בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
Oh, you mishdagi 
J.M. in the A.M. Baruch Levine, Margie Shin, I'm a Jew done by the Chevra. You heard Ari Goldwag's No Den. Ben Amram was from 8th Day to open up that set here at J.M. in the A.M. Welcome to a Monday, everybody. Back to school, back to work we go. I want to thank those who are commenting on the app or by cash with a nice Mazel Tov wish. Says he can hear the excitement in my voice today. I appreciate that very, very much. And the listener Dove, our good friend Dove Halpern, says Titchadesh on the brand new studio. And I appreciate that very, very much, to say the least. Well, we sort of suspended our comedy segments this morning, even though it's the 6th of Adar, because uh, everyone is reeling from the unbelievable episode that occurred yesterday. Um... Hillel Menachem Yaniv 
and Yagel Yaakov Yaniv, two brothers from Har Bracha in the Shomron, were killed in a terrorist shooting attack in Huara on Sunday afternoon. Hillel was studying uh, in the Kiryat Shmona Hezder Yeshiva and had recently completed his service in the Navy. Yagel was studying in the Givat Olga Hezder Yeshiva and had helped establish a branch of the Yeshiva in Tirat Carmel. He was set to start the recruitment process for combat service in the IDF soon. I'm reading from the Jerusalem Post, by the way. Yagel was to turn 20 in two weeks. In a message to the youth of Har Bracha, their mother, Esti Yaniv, said, We have suffered a huge slap in the face from God. We are trying to find the good things and the grace that we were prepared, that we had a family Shabbat, that we had good conversations with the boys yesterday, that we took family photos. God sends us graces, even with this painful blow. He sends us graces. We have a huge hole in our heart. Nothing will ever fill this hole. Not construction, not protests, nothing, she said. Even family celebrations will be just a band-aid. This hole will remain, and we will learn to live with it and to live with it in joy and to continue and to draw strength from you and our children. There are no words that can console us. The brothers' uh, burial, by the way, next to each other, taking place today on Har Herzl. The parents of the victims arrived at the scene of the attack Sunday evening with the head of the Sharon Regional Council and their son's friends and recited to Hillel. The victim's grandfather said, Two holy ones, my grandsons Hillel and Yagel, ascended to heaven. They will pray for us from above, for the people of Israel, the land of Israel, and the Torah of Israel. The Israel National Transplant Center announced that the victim's parents had agreed for the boys' organs to be donated as they carried cards testifying to their willingness to donate their organs after death, their corneas will be provided to people awaiting transplants to restore their sight. The Hezder Yeshivot Association mourned the loss of the two brothers on Sunday. We pray for the strengthening of the dear family, their friends in the yeshiva, and the settlement and all of Israel, it said in a statement. Uri Pinsky, the head, said the two brothers were on their way from their home to their yeshivot when they were murdered. We would like to send a big hug to the dear family, to the settlement of Har Bracha, to the Kiryat Shmona and Givat Olga Yeshivot, and to all the students of the Hezri Yeshivot and Torah students everywhere and anywhere, and call from here on the IDF and the government of Israel not to rest or be quiet until security is restored everywhere throughout our country, to exterminate our wicked enemies and to allow a Jew to travel to Yeshiva home and anywhere he wants with security. Yonatan Asher, a friend of Hillel, said, We are sitting here in the yeshiva, Hillel's friends for the fourth year in yeshiva. We don't know how to process the evil decree that fell on the family and on us. We had a conversation after the horrible attack with the rabbis, and I said I didn't admire too many people in my life, but I admired Hillel. He always knew the right thing to do, transmitting confidence and peace to his friends. From the first moment, it was clear that this was a special guy, self-confident, eloquent, a leader, and a good friend. Sagi Ben Lisha, director of the Givat Olga Hezder Yeshiva, eulogized Yagel. Yagel was the salt of the earth, a beautiful boy inside and out and the first to volunteer when needed. 
We wanted to establish a branch in Tirat Carmel, and he was one of the first there. He was sweet and serious, a generous and beloved guy who was always happy to help with a kind eye and a willing soul. He would walk barefoot in the streets of Tirat Carmel out of simplicity and humility. So this was yesterday's terror attack that took the Aniv brothers. The enemy has a has a um, habit of taking our very best, and it seems they've done that again. The Jerusalem Post continues with its coverage of the attack. Settlers torched Palestinian houses and cars in Huwara in the northern West Bank and attacked Palestinians throughout the West Bank Sunday after two Israelis were murdered in a terrorist shooting attack in Huwara earlier in the day. Israeli journalists Shachar Glick and Josh Breiner reported that a Jewish gunman dressed in black clothes and a military vest and helmet fired at them and threw stun grenades at them as they were covering the violence in Huwara. Border police, IDF soldiers, fire and rescue, and Israeli police arrived at the scene to try to restore order. Footage taken shortly after the attack Sunday showed a house belonging to a local Palestinian on fire, reportedly after it was torched by settlers. Later in the evening, settlers reportedly torched dozens of other homes in the town. And there's one other angle that the Jerusalem Post has, and that is the... uh, and that is the um, statement by a member of Otzma Yehudit. I want to be clear about the pictures of Hurara. I understand the pain, but we must not take the law into our hands. The Israeli government and not its civilians need to take care of terror and deter it, National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gvir said on Monday at an Otzma Yehudit party meeting held at the Eviatar outpost, which was reoccupied overnight Sunday as a response to the terror attack that killed brothers Halel and Yagel Yaniv. The statement was Ben Gvir's first public response to a rampage by settlers on Sunday night that resulted in dozens of burnt Palestinian houses and vehicles as well as numerous injuries. The terror attack was shocking and showed that Israel was at war, the national security minister said in the video statement. He said that the state needed to adopt a policy of true war on terror instead of the current containment policy. The enemy on the other side understands the message. The terrorists must be smashed. It's time to return to targeted assassinations and kill the inciting heads of the terror organizations, he said, adding that the diplomatic answer to the attacks was to reestablish Aviatar, which was evacuated in 2020 after the settlers there reached a deal with the government then that they would be allowed to return pending a land survey. Ben-Gvir penned a letter Monday to Prime Minister Netanyahu demanding that he enable the settlers to remain at the site. Otsma Yehudit M.K. Tzvika Fogel said in an interview on Galei Israel on Monday, yesterday a terrorist came from Huara. Huara is closed and burnt. That is what I want to see. Only thus can we obtain deterrence. The act that the residents of Udan Shamron carried out is the strongest deterrent that the state of Israel has had since Operation Defensive Shield. After a murder like yesterday, villages should burn when the IDF does not act. Wow. That was a that was a scary. I mean, <laughs> I'm not minimizing the terrible and uh, I mean just the the horror of yesterday's attack. Um, but some of these statements and some of these activities are uh, are frightening. There's no question about it. And I hope that 
the IDF and Israeli police and security and intelligence can, in fact, do what's necessary to put an end to episodes like yesterday. Let us hope and pray. JM and the AM on a Monday morning. We gather together and uh, mourn the loss of two amazing Israeli brethren, literally brethren. They were brothers. It is uh, honestly hard to believe that the enemy is always focused on killing, focused on murdering, and focused on taking our best from us. And these brothers, again, as I said earlier, seem to be in that category, the best among us, the best of our youth, the best of our future. I um, I want to say one other thing, which I think is important, especially for those living in the United States. We were introduced last week to a concept called a day of hate. And we were concerned, certainly we had enough of a discussion about it on Friday, that there could be some type of episode or episodes that would demonstrate the hatred that those who started the day of hate were promoting. And we were concerned about it because who wants to be in a situation where you're surrounded by hate and God forbid who knows what could happen. Let's keep in mind, those of us on this side of the world, that our brothers and sisters in Israel are surrounded by a day of hate every day. And ironically, on the weekend where we were concerned about what the results would be of the day of hate, ironically, and I say that in as sensitive a way as possible, two of our brothers were murdered because of the ongoing days of hate that our brothers and sisters are subject to and surrounded by in Israel. Let's keep that in mind. I know it's really, you know, it's... um an attention grabber when there's a day of hate over here. Let's just remember that every day is a day of hate over there. And we have a uh, a very, very, a very, very great concern every day for our brothers and sisters in Israel. And I thank those who are there who are listening right now who appreciate this gathering place to mourn and to uh, hopefully recover from this um, terrible news and this latest episode of hate that um, claimed the lives of two brothers in the Holy Land. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav, Zevin of Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basavils of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizok. Good morning. We learn in the Pasuk and Shoftim, Shimshon called out to Hashem and said, Hashem, remember me and strengthen me just this one time. Chazal tell us that Shimshon Agibor was a judge over Klal Yisrael for 20 years. And in that Tzuchus, even after his death, he still had the law of his shofet. And the Plishtim were afraid of the Jewish nation. They didn't want to harm them. 
like it says in Shoftim, the people that he was able to kill when he died, Rabbi was much more than he was able to take care of for the Jewish nation during his life. Why do we find this phenomenon by Shimshon and not by any other Shofet or Melech? They also had great Tzchuyos. Reb Noson Vachvogel comments that at the end of Shimshon's life, he fell from a high roof to a low pit. At the beginning, he was a Shofet. He stood at the head of Klal Yisrael. He led the nation in all the wars against the Plishtim. Single-handedly, he was the leader. And now at the end, he fell to the low level into the hands of the Plishtim who humiliated him and degraded him. Anyone in that situation would certainly fall into Yehush, despair, hopelessness, disillusionment. Nevertheless, Shimshon was mechazik himself. He strengthened himself. And he said, Hashem, remember me. Please strengthen me, help me. If a person in this situation can strengthen himself not to fall into despair, such a person has the potential to reach high levels. The Ari once said that Rab Chaim Vital had the neshama of Rabbi Akiva. They asked Rab Chaim, is it possible that it was the tzu of Rabbi Akiva? The Ari said yes. In this generation, that is how Rabbi Akiva looks. We see that in the lower matzah of the generation, a person can get to a very high madrega with only a small amount of avoda. At the time, when a person, chas shalom, could be disillusioned, could give up hope, but they hold on strong, that person has a great zechus, a great merit for life. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Mein Herz braucht ein paar Meilen, wie im Fieber von Kopf ist der Klein. Ich kenne mich so nicht gern, mein Herz ist sich daheim.
J.M. in the A.M. Avramo, Avram Freed. Had him open up that medley with Halev Shali. Before that, Yonatan Razel with Hatov. Yeah, for those of us worried about the day of hate here in the United States, remember that our brothers and sisters in Israel are surrounded by a day of hate every day. Should I say it again? Should I say it again? Should I reiterate? Should I make sure that everybody listening today who has an influence on others, whether they're a rabbi, a teacher, a rebbe, a parent, a principal, an administrator, should I say it again so that others will spread this uh, important uh, analysis around? For those of us who are concerned about a day of hate here in the United States, for those of us concerned about a day of hate here in the United States, let's remember that our brothers and sisters in Israel are surrounded by a day of hate every day. Let that be the message that we take after the murder of those two precious brothers yesterday in Israel. JM and the AM, it's a Monday, heading back to school, back to work. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Um... Oh, this listener says, thank you for your touching remarks about yesterday's attack. It's especially touching as a resident of Israel. That's Daniela. Thank you, Daniela. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. JM and the AM, it's a Monday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up. Tomorrow, Gorf is going to join us. We've been speaking about the Koren graphic novel entitled Esther. After all, Purim is coming up. And Jordan B. Gorfinkel is one of the people responsible for it, and we will speak with him tomorrow morning on this program right here uh, at JM in the AM, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. It's a Koren release. Jordan B. Gorfinkel is going to join us, and we are already very, very much looking forward to it. Uh, David Nolman has an Adar selection. Here it is at JM in the AM.
Jam in the AM with uh, David Nolman, Captain David himself, as Schleimy Ash calls him. Uh, actually, a lot of people call him that, but Schleimy always reminds me that he is the one and only Captain David. David Nolman with the Purim selection here at Jam in the AM. Monday morning broadcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, there are a lot of people out there that as the world gets smaller... Uh, there's more and more employment opportunities and employment in general on and on the two sides of the bridge between Israel and the diaspora, and specifically Israel and the United States. Route 38 Professional Services provides a simple and seamless solution for American Olim working for companies in the United States. And they provide a whole bunch of different services and uh, recommendations, et cetera, et cetera. And we get an opportunity to find out more about Route 38 Professional Services. The CFO is Baruch Swinkin, who joins us live via telephone. A pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Good morning, Malcolm. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's an honor to be on, and uh, we appreciate the opportunity. Well, I appreciate that. Anything that helps people who are trying to uh, maximize their time in Israel in this case, their employment time, uh, we are 100% behind. All right, I mean, the truth is I'm speaking from a position of authority here when I really, <laughs> when it comes to these types of uh, conversations, uh, it, it is always difficult for me to understand. That's why I'm going to turn to you to explain what this is all about. So one wants to make Aliyah, but they're concerned about how to make a living in Israel. Route 38 provides a simple, seamless solution for American Olim working for companies in the United States. So, that, so that's the basis of this conversation, right? It's an American company that has made a decision that they're ready to let their employee move to Israel, correct? Um, in general, uh, it doesn't, it allowed Africa to be American. It could be anywhere in the right. world. Our expertise happens to be in America and it's, uh, it goes for both sides. There's, uh, there's either the side of the individual who decides it's time they can, they, they, they've been wanting and yearning to make Aliyah for many years. And, uh, amongst the many challenges that, uh, that they're trying to overcome is Parnassa and, uh, and they, you know, find an opportunity in the world that we live in now where remote working is uh, is possible it's it's approved it's something that it's accepted and they want to know how to make it work and then they start kicking around a little bit and trying to understand how they can make that happen and they come into a couple there's a couple more challenges a couple more hurdles to get over um how do you make that work how, right. how does a, an individual as an american start uh, working in israel and get paid properly and be legal and pay the taxes to where they're supposed to be uh paying them to the um i, I mean there are people right now there are people today i guarantee you in this country, for instance, as you indicated, could be other countries as well, who are speaking to their employers about them, meaning they, the employee, working remotely in Israel. I mean, that, that could be the key to making a family's aliyah actually happen or a single person's aliyah actually happen. And there are a lot of people in very serious conversations about this on a regular basis. I hope I'm not fooling myself. I, I have to assume, I mean, you know the research because you're dealing with the numbers, I would assume that this is a type of conversation that's going on every day, right? Ms. Ratzashemish, it's definitely a type of conversation that should be going on, but for sure, we get calls all the time uh, for people who are prospective Olim, saying, I'm in the process, I want to make Aliyah in this year, next year. Um, how do I approach my employer? How, what do I say to them? I know that I can do my job remotely. It's all computer-based. It's all whatever that is, um, or I can commute you know, a little bit, but I can do most of it remotely. 
um, how do I approach my employer? What are the problems here? What, what are the pitfalls I have to be concerned about? And uh, we'll set up a conversation and consult and kind of help coach them through that conversation. Um, you know, if they are able to get to the next step, right. we're happy to speak to the employers themselves and, you're not, and, and, you're, and help them. Right, and you're not referring to the... I mean, the bulk of this problem, and problem is the wrong word, maybe I should say challenge, but it, for a moment, e- even when the employer has agreed that this type of remote work for the employee is going to work, right, even when they've made that agreement and they're sold on the on the topic, are they, as an employer, concerned about some of the nuts and, nuts and bolts, taxes, payroll, et cetera, that might arise? Or is it only the employee that is concerned about those difficulties and you step in to help them? The employer also should be very concerned about it because what ends up happening, and I don't want to get too technical into right. the details, but for an employer to employ somebody uh, in Israel, that means that they, if they have a direct relationship with them, they would actually have to open a tax file in Israel. Uh-huh. Nobody wants to do that. And this is what we're trying to avoid. So any employer with, uh, that understands at least a little bit about uh, tax and nexuses and, and establishment in different countries will understand that this is something that they you know, want to avoid a direct relationship with and therefore have to find a solution, a workaround, to, uh, to ensure that there's still an employee-employer relationship between right. the individual, the employee and the employer, but that they don't get into any tax uh, exposure issues. All right, I'm beginning to understand this now. And Route 38 uh, can provide that advice. In other words, you have the legal methods and you have the legal workarounds, so to speak, uh, to allow an employer uh, to go through this process without it being too painful a process and obviously whatever the employee needs as well. You, and basically, you've become experts in, an, in a new area. You've become experts in an area that really never existed to any great extent before. And that is people who are living thousands of miles away in a different country and working for an American company. Baruch Hashem. It's close. One of, one of the goals we really have is to make it that much easier for someone to make Aliyah, for, uh, for, that, for that, you know, a family to come home. Um, and if uh, a business owner can't do that themselves, to at least support someone who can. Um, it, it's called an employer of record service, briefly, right. and basically means that the individual is going to come here to Israel. We're going to hire them here as an employee of our company in Israel. That allows us to take care of all of their tax and social benefit obligations here in Israel. They don't even have to file an annual return here in Israel if uh, they have no other income. And we have a separate company in the States that deals directly with the U.S. clients. And that means that the employer in the States is dealing with a U.S. company. They don't have any uh, direct connection to Israel in that regard. And there's a complete separation, which means the employer is happy because they don't have any tax concerns. The employee is happy because they're getting um, paid here in Israel legally with a pay stub. Um, and uh, there's a lot of benefit to that as well. They don't have to deal with an accountant. They have enough challenges when they make Aliyah. Just getting off the plane is hard enough and dealing with everything else they have to deal with. This is one thing that they can not worry about. They can really, if it's taken care of beforehand, can literally start working the next day and know that they're on payroll and know that they're taken care of and that they don't have to worry about their pineapple. So. I mean, it's a brilliant idea. Who came up with this? Who, who thought of setting up a separate company, one under your umbrella that would operate in Israel and one that would operate in the United States to ease this burden for the employer? I have to give full credit to my partner, Mike Cash, now, who uh, I started this company with um, over nine years ago who, um, you know, we started a company for different reasons. And uh, as people started coming to us, asking us for help, he, he had the vision to be able to see 
hey, there's a business here, we can help people. Um, and then he further expanded it by opening up the company in the States, which uh, eased the transition, eased the, 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 uh, the, the procedures for, uh, for our American counterparts. Baruch Swinkin is with us, CFO of Route 38 Professional Services. I'll go through the details in a minute. So those of you who might be a drop confused about whether this service is good for you and your company, you'll hear what I have to say in a moment based on the information I have from Route 38. But before we get to that, Baruch, we know, or at least we're under the impression, that there was a uh, an effort during COVID uh, by many people living in the United States to get to Israel, to get to Israel, to make Aliyah, uh, to think about you know since because since the remote uh, uh, the remote work system uh, worked well in quotation marks <laughs> here during COVID, many thought, hey, this can work in Israel. Did did your company experience a major boom during the COVID era? Baruch Hashem, as challenging as COVID was, um, and that's obviously something we would never, ever want to, uh, to go through again. Yeah. Uh, after an initial uh, challenge, because many people were laid off and people were left work, um, a- after we got through that initial, initial hard, you know, really challenging period the first few months, when the lights started turning off for people and said, hey, why am I sitting here at my desk in Teaneck in the five towns in Lakewood and Muncie, um, when I could be doing the ex- in Chicago, anywhere, when I could be doing the exact same work in Israel, and we, um, thank God, um, had a significant, significant increase in our, in our business. And um, it's heartening for us to hear it. It's heartening for us, pe- for people in Israel. We get chizuk when we hear from people in America and Chutzlarts who are um, looking to come home. And uh, it, was, it was really uh, helped us in a significant way get through some of the challenges of COVID. Um, from a business perspective, at least, um, we definitely saw the interest. Uh, we can't help with some of the other issues that people uh, obviously incur and we can help with the real estate and things of that nature although i definitely can help people if they want with a, a vast network of amazing professionals here but at least with their their parnasa and their making their living um definitely can happen i would just have to suspect that nine years ago when things kicked off for route 38 you never thought we'd get to this level thank god more and more people want to live in israel and more and more people are understanding the uh, value of having uh, employees who are high quality but who want to live in the Holy Land. Route 38 provides a simple, listen carefully, folks, especially if you're an employer, uh, especially if you're an employer who knows you have employees who want to move and go to Israel. Route 38 provides a simple and seamless solution for American Olim working for companies in the U.S. Their employer of record service is perfect for, one, Americans who want to make Aliyah and keep their American jobs by working remotely. Two, Olim, who've been living in Israel for a while and want to transition to a remote job in the United States. So that's interesting. Those who are living in Israel may have been working for an Israeli company and now want to work for an American company. Uh, Three, U.S. companies want to tap into the talent and resources of the startup nation. No question about it. There are companies here in the United States who are understanding the value of reaching out to uh, executive search firms in Israel or anywhere in the world to find people living in Israel who are... uh, who are perfect for their company. And four, uh, uh, observant Jews who want to grow their business with American expatriates they feel comfortable with and support the Israeli economy at the same time. An employer of record service helps navigate the challenges of tax reporting for dual American-Israeli citizens so they can concentrate on their work, securing the knowledge that their income is being reported in Israel Israel, and that they aren't being double-taxed 
in both countries. By the way, Baruch, that's a trend of the last few years, right? The American government, well, I should be careful how I say this, but but officials in both countries have caught on to the, uh, to the taxes that they could be charging in different situations that the other country might be charging for at the moment. So y- you, it sounds like, and your company try uh, your best legally to minimize that uh, as much as possible. That's definitely the reason we started the company initially, because uh, 10, 15 years ago, um, it was a little bit more Wild West, and there were people who were, who were working remotely. Um, full disclosure, I was one of them. I brought my job over from America 15 years ago, and, um, and no, people didn't know the difference. And as the world has gotten smaller, um, it is, uh, besides any legal halachic, any other you know, moral issues that creates, um, it's just you're taking a significant chance, and uh, it, the only way to do it is to do it legally right now, um, or else you're taking too big a chance. So uh, that was, you know, one of the impetus is one of the reasons we started the company was was for that purpose is to help uh, people who are, you know, in our spheres who uh, were doing this working remotely uh, from the states and make it legal um, and not have to worry about this and sleep easy at night. Hundred percent. And folks, when you do things legally, your grandparents and the one above will be very proud of you. Feel free to reach out to Route 38 Professional Services uh, to get all the information about what we've discussed about their employer of record service and how you as an employer and you as an employee who have this relationship of a 6,000-mile difference or considering a relationship like that, how you can benefit from it. What you do is you can email info at root38.co.il, info at root, R-O-U-T-E, 3838.co.il, info at root38.co.il, the uh, CFO of Route 38 Professional Services, Baruch Swinkin. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Continued success with the company. I mean, thank you so much. And Nachum, if I just take two extra seconds, sure. I want to take the opportunity to have Akar Satov to you because when I made Aliyah 15 years ago, mostly through the, uh, the co-host of my wife and, of course, because of HaKadosh Baruch who put us in the position to do so, I, I also used to commute from in northern Jersey for, uh, for nine years every day, and you were my companion for nine years. <laughs> and I now have the opportunity to say thank you for all the chizik you gave me and uh, everyone out there um, for all your pro-Israel and pro-Aliyah uh, stance. And uh, so thank you very much. I can't thank you enough for that. I cannot thank you enough for that. Continued success. Hatzlach Baruch Swinken, Route 38 Professional Services, Monday morning edition of JM in the AM. Oh,
already dark but his day is far from over he notices a line of patience snaking down the hall he fights a deep fatigue stethoscope over his shoulder and wonders how he'll ever treat them all but something goes unnoticed As it isn't seen or heard As he goes about his work He's whispering quiet words Please God, can you ensure That I stay noble to my task And those who seek my aid should find The pain they bear fades to the past The knowledge I impart Should be based on truth alone And will you help me Show respect To each of your creations As if they were my own The sun has barely risen, yet a page comes from her phone. Expertly, she stitches wounds and patches hurting souls. She pauses in a corner, needs a small moment alone. If you so close to pain can take its toll. But something goes unnoticed. As it isn't seen or heard As she goes about her work She's whispering quiet words Please God, can you ensure That I stay noble to my task And those who seek my aid Should find the pain they bear Face to the past The knowledge I impart 
J.M. in the A.M. with Eliyahu Chait and Eretz Yisrael here on a Monday morning broadcast. We're thinking of our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael after what happened yesterday. Two of our uh, superstar youngsters, brothers, taken by the enemy. Two Hezder Yeshiva boys who were um, on the road to doing amazing and incredible things for the future of the Jewish people. As I said earlier, it seems the enemy always takes our best. It's amazing. And for those of us in the United States who are concerned about a day of hate, let's remember that our brothers and sisters in Israel are surrounded by a day of hate every day. Every day. As we make a big deal about the day of hate announced here, let's remember that. Baruch Levine, brand new before that with a doctor's prayer. Vani, that was Matt Dubb and company, and you're listening to JM and the AM. Thanks for joining us. It's hour number three. By the way, I made a mistake. The uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Sherman interview is going to be a, a week from today, I believe. Um, will it be on Tanis Esther? I think it's on Tanis Esther. If not, then uh, it'll be right after Purim. But my, um, my apologies. I don't know why I thought. I really don't know why I thought that. <laughs> why did I think that, that it was this week? It's going to be next week. i got to tell Avrami. It'll be next week. Amir Tzashem. Uh, if you don't receive our daily thread and or our weekly newsletter, just write to Avrami, af at nachomsegel.com. Again, af at nachomsegel.com. And he'll make sure you have what you need or that you're included in the list so that you can uh, be a recipient of our daily thread and our weekly newsletter again that's af at nachomsegel.com shout out to our friends at A&H remember that our friends at Abel's and Hyman have incredible and delicious and amazing delicacies including that fantastic knockwurst um, yeah A&H is pretty remarkable and pretty amazing I must say and you get a 10% discount with promo code radio at kosherdogs.net. So try A&H today. As I always say, you'll be glad you did. And I could not be more serious about that. When you try A&H, you'll certainly be glad you did. More coming up. It's a Monday morning edition of JM. And we've sort of suspended our uh, Adar comedy segments for the day because of the 
funerals of those two precious brothers that are happening in Israel. And um, we'll get back to it, no doubt, as we get closer and closer to the amazing holiday of Purim, which begins one week from tonight. Shlomo Katz, JM in the AM. The mountains will crumble and the hills 
welcome to Danny on the drums.
JM and the AM, Father in Heaven, done by uh, Moshe Hecht here on a Monday morning broadcast. Thanks for listening in from around the world, wherever you might be. Much appreciated, of course. Uh, before that, uh, there we go. Uh, before that, Shlomo Katz with a couple. He had Mina Meitzar and Everlasting Love, and you're listening to JM and the AM. Halfway through hour number three on this uh, Monday morning broadcast. Great, great schedule as usual. What day don't we have a great schedule, I ask you. Um, the Eretz Israel song, by the way, somebody asked on the app. The Eretz Israel song was uh, Eli Chait. Eliyahu Chait, I should say. Eliyahu Chait is the artist of the uh, Eretz Israel selection. Um, so as I said, we've got, we've always got an amazing and incredible lineup. Let's see what we have in store for today. Uh, coming up at 9 o'clock, it'll be Rabbi Benji Kramer. The uh, series that uh, we call May Irmi Lim in memory of Mayor Weingarten, he will shed light on a Hebrew word. This time it'll be the word Rom or Romamu. Uh, Vayarem. He'll discuss all of them in our May Irmi Lim segment coming up at 9 o'clock Eastern time with our Benji Kramer right after JM and the AM. Um, after further review, should be interesting today. Yoni Pollock and Seth Gordon are going to be discussing the new Major League Baseball rules, and they'll talk about the uh, post-All-Star break NBA landscape. That's all coming up on After Further Review, beginning at 10 o'clock. Monday Music Marathon begins at 11. Make sure you tune in all day long, no matter where you are, especially at your desk. Let us keep you company with amazing music all through the day right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Again, as I said earlier, if you don't receive our daily thread and or our weekly newsletter, feel free to uh, write to Avrami, af at nahumsegal.com, af at nahumsegal.com, and I'll take very good care of you. Barry Weber next, JM in the AM. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. All the men are hoping it is been Hashem. I think you took my glad the man and in the field. Come on, let's just all be standing by the amir. In our ganzen dog, the zelda in zog. That was the chavik krieg, all the history. So fit there and Thank you, Hashem. With all the men are glider. Thank you, Hashem. My ganzen dog, I claim it. Thank you, Hashem. 
Shame in the AM with Gershon Varoba. A couple of great selections here on a uh, Monday morning broadcast. And I thank you for joining us. May Me Lim with um, Rabbi Benji Kramer is coming up at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, today, oh, I forgot already. <laughs> I forgot what word he's going to be discussing. Give me a second. Um... Today, Mayor Milim with Rabbi Benji Kramer will concentrate on the word rum, romamu, vayarem. Uh, that'll be happening at 9 o'clock Eastern time right here at JM and the AM. 10 o'clock for after further review. It is the uh, amazing and incredible Yoni Pollock and Seth Gordon who are going to be discussing a whole bunch of stuff regarding Major League Baseball rules. Have you heard that there's some uh, brand new rules for this season? They'll discuss that. They'll discuss a uh, an analysis of the NBA after the All-Star break, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Plenty to discuss, no doubt. Plenty to discuss. And then, of course, amazing music all day long right here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network. So make sure you are tuned in. Uh, Monday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. Keep in mind, as those of us on this side of the world were focused on the day of hate that um, seemed to instill some type of panic among among some here in the U.S. Let's remember that our brothers and sisters in Israel are 
living with and are surrounded by a day of hate every day. And that day of hate that they're surrounded by, the continuous one, is what um, prompted the enemy to kill two of our amazing and incredible members of our youth yesterday. Two brothers. The more you read about them, the more heartbreaking the story is. And uh, let's not forget that our brothers and sisters in Israel are surrounded by a day of hate every single day. As much as we uh, panic when it's announced here in the United States. JM in the AM, it is a Monday morning broadcast with Yehuda Green. Show 
של תפילה שתבוא גאולה, אני כבר שנים מחפש את עצמי. לדעתי הוא יבוא בקרוב, מחכה ברחוב, 
לא זז עד שתגיע משיח תבוא. חשבתי שתבוא מזמן, חשבתי שתגיע, אני עדיין ילד קטן, אני מתגעגע, תבוא היום מחר, זה מאוחר, תבוא בלי להודיע. ציורים בקירות, איך אותן יצירות מדברות מעצמן, מגלות לי סודות מה היה כאן מזמן, ואני הקטן מחפש רמזים ופחות זיכרונות מעריך שבסוף יהיה טוב שתבוא בקרוב יותר כבר לא אצליח, עברתי חשבתי שתבוא מזמן, חשבתי שתגיע, אני עדיין ילד קטן, אני מתגעגע, תבוא היום מחר, זה מאוחר, תבוא בלי להודיע. חשבתי שתבוא מזמן, חשבתי שתגיע, אני עדיין ילד קטן, אני מתגעגע, תבוא היום מחר, זה מאוחר, תבוא בלי להודיע. J.M. and the A.M. brand new with Hanoch Ben Moshe. Belila Hodia is the name of that one. Belila Hodia here at J.M. and the A.M. And that one is brand new. Um, yeah. Monday morning broadcast here at J.M. and the A.M. My thanks to uh, Baruch Swinkin who joined us earlier from Route 38. If your company is looking to uh, do things properly... And with as little, um, how do I put it, as little aggravation as possible when one of your employees decides to work remotely from Israel, contact our friends at Route 38. And again, uh, you can check out the archive, NachomSiegel.com, and of course on the NSN app for uh, all the information. Um, coming up, it'll be... Uh, Rabbi Benji Kramer on the topic of the word rum and Meir Milim. That's coming up next here at JMNAM, or I should say at the Nahum Siegel Network. After further review is going to star both Yoni Pollock and Seth Gordon in a uh, presentation about the world of sports, including Major League Baseball's new rules, the NBA in the second half of the season, etc., etc. Make sure to be tuned in right here. At the Nahum Siegel Network. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com and the Nahum Siegel Network. And, of course, any beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Monday here at JM and the AM. We test drove our brand-new Manhattan rebuilt studio this morning. I hope everything sounded good. Certainly went well on this end. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. We should continue to grow. And I thank all of you, all the wonderful supporters and friends of this great network who made this happen 11 months since the fire. And Baruch Hashem, we're sitting in a brand new facility, completely rebuilt 
Same space, but completely rebuilt here in New York City. And we continue on this mission to have wonderful brand new studios in New York, New Jersey, and Jerusalem. Tomorrow morning we're back. We'll start at 6 a.m. And I certainly hope you'll join us. Till then, Malcolm Single reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.